This is Lee Wilkins, your host this evening with Thinking Out Loud. Columbia has an institution of sorts, the We Always Swing Jazz Series, which has been around for a long, long time. This year, in the upcoming season, it will be celebrating its 25th anniversary. So we're here this evening to talk all things jazz and a little bit about what jazz lovers and music lovers in general can expect from We Always Swing. With me today is Josh. Josh, take it away. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lee. I'm uh, Josh from the We Always Swing Jazz series and just going to try to tell some folks about the, the great events we have coming up and the celebration. Our, we're calling it our you know silver anniversary and it should be a good one. Okay, so I want to start in a little bit of a different place because okay. in some ways, jazz isn't as popular in art form as rock or rap or soul or even a lot of things. So if somebody's just thinking, well, this sounds interesting, but I really don't know much about jazz, how, how would you sort of introduce them to what this music is all about and make them comfortable about coming to some of the concerts in the next year? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I would start by saying that... Um, I'd argue one of the points of life is to try new things and, you know, experience uh, various, you know, different art forms uh, or foods or places. Um, so, so yeah, you know, just in general, try new things. But, as, you know, some folks uh, get kind of scared of jazz because they kind of have this connotation in their mind of, like, really far-out free jazz that is really tough to follow and, you know, this avant-garde, off-the-wall stuff. And, you know, sometimes I like that stuff. Sometimes I don't. It's not for everyone. Uh, but for the most part, the jazz series books, um, modern music, but closer to straight ahead. You know, it's definitely not easy listening, uh, smooth jazz. Uh, we try to challenge our listeners, but we also don't want to scare them out of the room. So, so I, I guess so one of the things would be it's um, maybe a little bit less felonious monk and a little bit more... Um, something that would be what accessible via melody and and all of those sorts of things is that right? Yeah, I mean it depends, you know, on the groups. So, you know, our first concert of the season is uh, Peter Martin. He's a pianist from St. Louis and actually moved to New Orleans for a while, then got displaced with Katrina and is now back in St. Louis. So he's going to be playing with a um, Brazilian guitarist Romero Lombambo. So that's going to be an interesting meld of acoustic guitar, acoustic piano, playing jazz tunes, but also influenced by the, the rhythms and the sounds of South America. Um, but then we could also go with something like uh, Joey DeFrancesco, who is a Hammond organist. He's been on the scene for decades now. He was just recently voted uh, the jazz, or excuse me, the Downbeat magazine um, organist of the year. Um, so, you know, his is kind of a, a soul groove jazz, you know, with him on Hammond organ and the saxophone and a, and a drummer. Um, so on, on those two things, I mean, that's a big variety of, of musical influences. I think a, a lot of people in Columbia are a little bit familiar with New Orleans jazz in part because we've had some New Orleans folks here. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think this is right. I think the Marsalises have some New Orleans influence as well as a lot of that big classical technique. Yeah. Um, but I also, I mean, we had, we've had jazz musicians here with our uh, New Orleans musicians here with the true false film festival. And there've been a couple of, of true false films about, about that particular music. So when you say, you know, you're going to put something from New Orleans together with something from Brazil, 
Um, in some ways, that's a pretty eclectic mix, but it also doesn't sound probably that daunting. I mean, if you like either of those flavors of music, you might really like coming to that particular concert. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think that if you claim to like music, um, it's going to be hard for me to believe that you don't enjoy our concerts. Um, you know, multiple times a year, I'll have, you know, folks come up to me after the show and say, hey, I didn't really know what I was getting into. This was our my first jazz series concert, and I'm kicking myself that this was my first one. I should have been coming to them for years and years and years before this. Um, and Because I think, you know, part of it, too, is given the um, nature of jazz and its spontaneity and improvisation, it's one of those things where it, you really have to see it live. Like the best analogy I can make, you know, let's say you really liked the theater and watched, you know, a, a filmed theater performance on the screen. You're going to still, you know, hear the lines and see the acting, but it's not going to have that same palpable energy as if you were in the room watching, you know, that dialogue and those scenes play out. And the same thing's true for jazz. You know, I've got jazz recordings that I love to listen to, but it's just impossible to capture that spirit and that energy and the play between musicians uh, without seeing it live. So, you know, most people say live music is always better, and I would agree, but live jazz is almost a different beast, if you will. Okay, and so um, so we're going to take a little bit of a detour before we come back to all the people who are who are coming this next year. But so most talk a little bit about the venue where these concerts are, and talk a little bit about how long some of them last, because I think another sort of stereotype that people have that is maybe from the rock and roll world as much as anything else is, oh, I'm going to go on this 45 minute guitar riff. And that will be, you know, at hour three of what winds up being a four-hour exhausting sort of gig. So, so talk a little bit about how the jazz world does those things and about, especially in Colombia, where people will be hearing this music. Yeah, absolutely. So we're a venueless promoter. So about half of our shows are in Murray's. Um, and for those who don't know what Murray's is, okay, we've got a lot of new folks in town. Murray's is? So it's a... A restaurant, kind of jazz club, um, open Monday through Saturday, and then they're closed on Sunday, and that's when we do our shows. So we'll do a matinee at 3.30 and then an evening show at 7 p.m. They do a special menu. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's the, the hippest date night ticket in town. You know, you definitely don't, don't want to miss those. And so, you know, it seats about 125 people. Um, so that would be our smallest traditional venue. We're actually doing a house concert this year where it's going to be about 60 people. So it can go all the way to that small, but then we'll also have two shows at the Missouri Theater, and there we're talking about 1,200 seats. So on the smaller venues, that's really pretty intimate. Oh, yeah, um, you're absolutely. Not, you're not very far from the musicians? No, I mean, at it, it Murray's especially, uh, table three, I like to joke to the people that sit there that if you'd like to rub the drummer's shoulders, you can, you know. Not really, but yeah, you're definitely, you're right in the thick of the action. And what's the advantage and the disadvantage of that sort of an intimate, intimate sort of musical setting? I mean, I, I think the advantage is it's, um, you know, you're just right there up close in the action and you feel a part of it. And like I said, that palpable energy of the, the interplay between the musicians. Um, and like I say, you're not necessarily on the stage, but you're, you're in it. Um, I suppose the disadvantages would be that um, not as many people can enjoy it and take part. There's only a limited number of seats. You know, I wish I could fit all thousand people into Murray's and they, they have that experience. But unfortunately, just logistics and numbers, that's not how it works. And so just for folks who were newer to Columbia or newer to We Always Swing, the Murray shows often sell out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want Murray's tickets, uh, 
my best advice would be to buy a season ticket because most of them go with season tickets. But if you're going to buy just single tickets, those will go on sale August 7th. Don't wait past August 7th. Uh, I you know can't guarantee it, but I can say with 99.9% certainty that every single one of these Murray shows will sell out. Okay. So that's a little bit about Murray's. Now talk about the house concert. That's a little, is that a 25th anniversary thing or is that just something that happens every, every once in a while? So we've done it a few times before, but sort of the idea of the 25th anniversary was to book for the most part a retrospective and kind of celebrate, you know, some of our favorite musicians and, you know, recreate some special moments from jazz series um, history. So it, I guess it would have been for the 20th anniversary, we had a house concert and actually recorded the the concert released it on CD. Um, it was in, named uh, one of the top ten jazz albums by the Detroit Free, Free Press. So we thought that you know it was pretty neat. So uh, we have no plans of recording this one, but we kind of wanted to recreate that magic, if you will. And so we just have some wonderful patrons that open up their home, and they happen to have a very nice piano that the musicians enjoy to play. So, so yeah, it's going to be uh, Bruce Barth on piano, who's played the house concert before, a Not Cone on clarinet, who played our previous house concert with Bruce Barth. And then Steve Wilson, who plays saxophone, and he played with Bruce on the CD that was recorded. So it's kind of a the first time they all three play together, but they've all three played that room in different, you know, um, orientation setups. And, and that is sort of one of the things that makes it a retrospective is you do get to revisit that particular chemistry. Yeah, that, absolutely. That group of that that group of musicians had. Okay, and so it's a patron. So I can't get them to come to my house right now, right? Well, if, if you had, A, enough money and a really nice piano and enough space in your living room, call us. We have we're, a, we're, we're always down to make something happen. We have a good piano, but probably not <laughs> not one like that. Okay, so so you've talked a little bit about the first two concerts of the year. Those start when? What month? So our first concert is September 8th, and that's going to be the, the Peter Martin and uh, Romero Lombombo show at Murray's. But we do have a season kickoff party. Um, August 4th on the roof. It's going to feature the Columbia Jazz Orchestra. They're a local community band. It's an 18-piece big band that, um, you know, has core members, but there's sort of a rotating cast, and they've had high school students play with them all the way to folks, you know, 70 years plus retired. So um, it's, a, I think, a really a, a treasure of Columbia to have such a talented big band that represents the diversity and to me, kind of the beauty of art and music, specifically jazz, of it doesn't matter, you know, old, young, man, woman, et cetera, et cetera. If you can play, you can play. So let's get together and play. And so that would be August 4th. And when you say on the roof, I'm assuming it's on the roof at the Missouri Theater, right? Or is no, it? Do I, no. The roof atop uh, the Broadway okay. Hotel. Okay. All right. All right. So so that that venue. Correct. Um, and what do I do to get tickets or do I just show up and act interested? Uh, so it is a ticketed event, and just call the, the Jazz Series, uh, 573-449-3009, or stop by our office at 21, 21 North 10th Street, and we'll get you uh, fixed up. Okay. So we've talked about the opening kickoff mm -hmm. and the first two concerts, um, a little bit about the venues. So what comes in November or whenever the next concert is? Yeah, so as far as the, the first half, kind of the fall part, um, you referenced a, a storied family earlier, the Marsalis family. So we'll have Branford Marsalis at the Missouri Theater, not on the roof, inside, <laughs> um, the 17th uh, of October. And so it's with his quartet he's been working with for a long time, uh, Joey Calderazzo on piano, Eric Rivas on bass, and Justin Faulkner on drums. Uh, they just released um, a CD, I want to say, in the past few weeks. So they'll be touring new material. Um, and yeah, for folks that have seen the, the quartet play, they know that 
this is really one of the best working quartets to quartets today. And if you haven't seen him play and would like to see one of the best working quartets today, don't miss that show. Okay. And when you say, so to give people an idea, so we've talked a little bit about big band, which to me implies that some of these are going to be tunes that I know, maybe going, you know, as far back as Irving Berlin or Gershwin uh, plays that. But the Marcellus Quartet is going to be playing much more, I want to say, contemporary music, music that they have written or created. Is that right? I, you know, I, I haven't seen the set list, and we never tell <laughs> musicians what to play, but I would uh, be shocked if the, primarily they're not playing compositions off of the, the new recording, but then I would also be shocked if there's not a few other tunes thrown in there. Well, he, I mean, he tends to be that way. At the times I've seen him in concert, it's, um, it's a lot of new stuff, but then every once in a while it's familiar and you can, you can sort of take a deep breath. So that, again, is in October, and that's at the Missouri Theater. Correct. Which means 1,200 jazz aficionados will be able to get tickets Yes, for absolutely. So, so definitely um, there's plenty of room there, so bring your friends. Um, and like I say, uh, I wish everyone could go to all of these, but if there's one or two to put on a list to not miss – you definitely want to see Branford. It'll it'll be a special night. Okay, so that's a big concert and a big venue. Is that is that pretty much what there is be, before the holiday season really kicks off, or is there more? So then we'll also uh, November thirteenth have our Dr. Carlo, Carlos Perez Mesa Memorial Concert, um, which we've been doing for not the entire twenty five years. I want to say fifteen years, um, and it's an evening where we celebrate the music of Cuba. Um, so this concert will have. Pedrito Martinez Quartet. Um, Pedrito was actually here last year with Alfredo Rodriguez uh, for the concert, and um, it really was one of our best-received shows. And so this is him coming back with his group, but we're also augmenting it with Conrad Herwig, who's um, a trombonist and has a group called the Latin Side All-Stars, and sort of has made um, his shtick, if you will, of taking traditional jazz songs like, let's say, Miles Davis or Herbie Hancock, but then rearranging them in more of a Latin, um, you know, Afro-Cuban sound. So, so yeah, it's going to be great to have. Um, and Pedrito actually worked in Conrad's All-Star Band for a good number of years. So it's going to be great to reunite them, um, and then have an evening of, like, say, wonderful Cuban music there. That's going to be at Stevens College uh, in Kimball Ballroom, and that's the 13th of November. And about how many people? It's been a while since I've been in Kimball Ballroom. About how many people does that see? So Kimball Ballroom is around 350. Okay. And how many musicians total are we talking about? So there'll be five people in that band. Okay. All right. So 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 enough enough so that you'll get a sense of what everybody is doing, which you usually do with jazz. Yeah, absolutely. But also sort of sort of the meld. Um, so is so for again for those folks who aren't as familiar with the series. Does We Always Swing normally do something at Stevens, or is that part of the specialness of the 25th year? So we did do a show there last year, and we've done shows there in the past. Um, I would say the only place that we usually always do shows are Murray's. Okay. You know, so for example, last year we didn't do a Missouri theater show, but we typically do a Missouri theater show, but that's kind of the the challenges and, and uh, what just what comes with the nature of being a venueless promoter. If anyone out there would like to, you know, build us a 500-seat theater, uh, that that would be lovely. Uh, but but I'm, I, I'm sure at some – no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so – but in the meantime, we'll use the spaces that we have in Columbia and just make the best of them. You know, I've been in the Jazz Series almost 10 years now, and we've used – I counted it up the other day – about 15 different venues. 
in that amount of time. So, so yeah, you know, you, you never know where a jazz series show is going to pop up at. Okay. So that takes care of, of actually the first part of the year or all the way to 2020? So, yeah, that there are some Murray shows thrown in there. Uh, we've got Karen Allison group is going to be at Murray's. Um, she's actually from Kansas City, so it's kind of cool to, to bring her in. Um, we've got Regina Carter and Xavier Davis, so that's going to be a violin piano duo. Okay. You know, violin's not an instrument. I was going to say, that's not an instrument most of us associate with jazz. Um, but uh, Regina is extremely talented. She does have a foot in the classical, classical world as well, mm-hmm. um, but as far as jazz violinists... She's she's the top of the top of the top of the crop. Um, and then we'll have a vocalist in December to end out 2019, Catherine Russell, um, who last time the last time she was here, I believe she was actually singing with Branford's brother, Winton, okay. with the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. And she spent a, a number of years actually as a, a backup singer um, for a list too long to list of, of rock and roll stars. Um, but. Yeah, is you know over the past decade or so really put together a nice catalog of jazz. So you know some people, I think, are scared of jazz because there's not vocals. People like that familiarity of a human voice. Um, so you know those two vocalists. If you have to have words in your jazz, those would be ones to check out. Well, and having words in your jazz is sometimes an awful lot of fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I also think of not just the words but scat, um, the things that the human voice can do oh. that that it's harder for an instrumentalist in some ways for sure. uh, to pull off. Okay, so so if you put all of those concerts together, you know, before the holiday break, basically you can go to a We Always Swing concert about once a month and not yeah. exhaust yourself? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, all right. So we have that up until the holidays. And then what about in 2020? What can uh, Columbia residents and their visitors look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll pick up... They're the 16th of February, again, at Murray's with Aaron Parks Trio. And this is actually a group that isn't part of the retrospective. Uh, I guess it's part of the retrospective season, but um, Aaron has never been to Columbia. Uh, the bass player Ben Street has, and Billy Hart has been here, uh, but it's been maybe two decades since he's been here. Wow. And so Aaron's um, a young contemporary piano player. Uh, that I really, really enjoy. Full disclosure, this was my pick. I sought out Aaron. I wanted to make sure he was on the schedule. Um, and then Billy, he's approaching 80. So again, it's that idea of it doesn't matter who you are. If you can play, you can play. Um, so that's what will start off the, the second half of the season. And then quickly we'll move to March 1st, which will be at the Blue Note. And it's actually going to be a double bill. So if you buy a ticket to that show, you'll get to see two excellent jazz artists for okay. the price of one, if you will. All right. And so the the evening will start out with Etienne Charles, who's a uh, trumpet player and a percussionist. And his... Uh, Please, not at the same time. Not at the same... Well, I don't know, maybe. I don't think so, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he does what he kind of calls Creole soul. So I believe okay. he's from Trinidad, and he, he influences kind of this Caribbean... Um, flavor, if you will, into jazz um, and kind of makes it his, his own thing. We had him at Murray's, I want to say five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really fun show. You know, I mean, the best way I can describe it, it was just fun. And so he's going to get the evening started off. And then after he's done, then who I referenced earlier, Joey DeFrancesco will come out with his organ trio. And so that'll be, like I say, a wonderful evening of music at the Blue Note. Um, you know, if maybe folks feel that jazz is a little too stuffy or, you know, the Missouri Theater is too formal, this is the Blue Note. Show up, 
have a cocktail, listen to some jazz. You know, I'm sure you maybe seen rock and roll shows there, country shows there. Um, try jazz on for size, the blue note, and see what you think. Well, and that's right around the time of True Faults, too. So there's going to be an awful lot going on in, 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 in that at that time. Okay, so that gets us through March 1st. Mm-hmm. And then what comes, because I know at some point here we're going to have jazz in the schools as part of the, as, as part of the year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, April's Jazz Appreciation Month, and that's really when we dial in um, our jazz education program. Um, we're open to doing stuff in schools at different times of the year. Just um, educators reach out to us, partners in education reach out to us. We'll make what you know happen. But April's when we really focus in. So we'll go to um, at least you know three or four elementary, middle schools, and do presentations. You know, for the elementary schools, it's more you know get all the kids in the gym and play a few tunes, and you know have the musicians say you know. This is a trombone. I started playing trombone when I was in sixth grade. Perhaps you guys might want to consider being in band. I, you know, I got a college scholarship doing this, or I made a lot of friends doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other component um, is our annual children's concert, and so that's when we put a band in Hickman High School, mm-hmm. and then actually bus in students from the various elementary schools in town. Um, and every year, you know, well over a thousand, closer to you know, sixteen hundred students get to see these world-class musicians, um, you know, free of charge. And a lot of times it's the first time they've actually seen live jazz. Um, so, so yeah, we just wanted to augment um, and lift up the wonderful job that Columbia Public Schools do with art education uh, by putting those musicians and those sounds, you know, right there for the students. Okay, and I know since I talked to a couple of the musicians who were here last last year that the kids ask great questions, and I guess one of them from this past year was, did they know Baby Shark? So for those of parents of small kids out there, I've now put an earworm in, but that was a song they didn't know, so they actually went back and, bless their hearts, researched it Yeah. Uh, so, they can, so they can find out. Um, so how many different musicians will be doing that this next year, or do, or do we have that booked already? Um, as far as the children's concert, right? Uh, we do not have that finalized yet. Okay. So um, it potentially could be, you know, one of these artists. But then there's also times that we've booked groups. Uh, for example, there's a group called uh, Jazz Reach, and that's that's their specialty. Is is they go into schools, and the last time we had them was kind of a combined multimedia project where there was a projection of a cartoon, and one of the members actually voices Duke Ellington. And it's Duke talking about the history of jazz and then them playing with it. So there's there's really um, lots of options when it comes to the Jazz in the Schools programs. So all throughout this conversation, you've been saying, well, this person's been to Columbia and this person's been to Columbia. I assume these people are, um, are fabulous musicians. They can pick where they want to go. What is it about Columbia other than the series and you guys being so enticing that you think brings them back? Uh, I think that, you know, over 25 years, we've built a reputation that, um, A, we're going to treat the artists right. Um, you know, there's the green room is going to be good. The hotels are going to be good, et cetera. But then also that the audiences are good, that, you know, Columbia is a place where people know to listen, um, to be attentive to the musicians. Um, if the musicians, you know, want to interact and, you know, ask them to clap along or hum this line, they're, they're happy to jump on in. Uh, because, yeah, you know, musicians don't want you to talk over the band, but they also don't want a room, you know, of a bunch of cold fish that don't seem to be enjoying it. 
and it's always evident that the audiences in Columbia um, that come to our jazz series shows enjoy it. So it's it's more fun for them. It's engaging. And I know before we started recording, you and I were talking about you're in the process of putting all of this up on the website. So I want you to, to give folks who are listening the particulars about how they can go about accessing the website, your full name, your f- contact information so people can get a hold of you. Because I'm, I'm thinking that with a lot of the international things coming, that there may be other things that people will say, well, could this person come in? do this in my classroom yeah, because absolutely. it's from Cuba or from, you know, someplace else and, and give students an, a little bit of insight that way. So the website is, how do I go there? So www.wealwaysswing.org. And note the double S at the end of always and beginning of swing. So okay. wealwayswing. And it's all run together, no spaces, Correct. right? Correct. Okay. So www.wealwayswing, write out every letter, dot O-R-G. Correct. 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 Okay. And then so on, on the website, they can find um, blurbs about the artists as well as, you know, pull quotes from, you know, the New York Times or, you know, uh, Downbeat Magazine saying, you know, why you should maybe check out this show as well as videos of the artists performing. So, you know, like I say, reading about jazz is, is good, but actually seeing, seeing the artists perform and, and the music is probably the best way to get a, a sampling of it so they can... Go there to get an idea of, of what the concerts will be like. You know, and while they're there, they can um, download the ticket order form and order tickets. Uh, they can also one of the things that we're really proud of is our lending library. Um, we've got the Von Freeman Memorial Lending Library, um, and it's about eight thousand titles. And you can actually look online and see what titles we have, and then come into the office and you can hang out and listen for free, no cost to you. Um, or if you become a member, you can actually check them out. Uh, and take them home. Uh, but that would be another thing that they can check out on the website. Um, and if they have questions and would like to speak to me directly, you can call the Jazz Series office at 573-449-3009. Um, I'd and be ha- your name and your title? I am Josh Chittam, and I am the assistant director of the We Always Swing Jazz Series. Okay. Well, Josh, for thinking out loud in KBIA, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, hopefully, during this hot, hot weather, it'll give people some time to to look on the website and think and then get ready to hit the order button. Is it around the 1st of August again? So season tickets are on sale right now. Okie dokie, so now. And then, but if they're just waiting to buy single tickets, that'll be the 7th of August. Okay, so season tickets on sale already. Single tickets the 7th of August. Folks should know that the Murray's show's almost always sell out. Yeah, they'll, they'll be near capacity by the end of August for sure. Okay, for thinking out loud, Thank you very much. Have a good evening.